dangerously close. Recording in progress, dog. Don't blow it. Podcast has started. Uh, shit, I should introduce you. I'm just gonna do uh, just a little bit of your um, of your bio. I won't go th- through the whole thing. That would, okay, that would be outrageous if I if we needed to sit here and read your whole fucking bio. <laughs> uh, go for it. My guest today is Sasha Serbel. Did I pronounce that right? You got it. You got I a tough name, man. S. I know, I know, I know. S R B U L J. Yeah, it's difficult. It's uh, impossible to pronounce. Really. I, I'm sure you've been dealing with that with your whole life, man. I'm not trying to like go into a whole fucking bit on how many consonants yeah. are in a name. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I have. I have been going through it my whole life. And, uh, you know, in comedy, like, I, I never wanted to change it. I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let people deal with it. By the way, we can curse, right? Yeah, you can say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fish fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's a, that's yeah, a Guar I, song. Which, what is it? Fish fuck. Fish fuck. The whole song is that? The whole song is, uh, yeah, it's Fish fuck by Guar. And that's just, that's the, that's what the song's about. It's a. Uh, fish fucking? Yeah. Is, it, is it about men or you know people fucking fish or is it about fish, well, you know, fishes fucking each other the members of guar are not exactly men they're gladiators from another planet i see so you I know see. they just you know they just they just gotta do what's what's up uh, <laughs> i'm doing finish? a terrible job of introducing you man no 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 problem go for it but, but what what can i say man about sasha serbal he's a stand-up comedian and creator of the comedy special artificial ignorance on amazon prime he performs regularly at major clubs in new york and around the u.s and internationally man i could go on and on and on but uh man just for the most part man i'll just say my uh my own personal two cents on this uh dude i've watched your special twice and i love it like you're a special special kind of comedian to me where it's like and you know i love the mitch hedberg comedians too where it's just like here's a joke here's a joke here's a joke but with you uh when you're talking and you're telling jokes a lot of what you say man i'm just like no that's just what i think that's just my opinion <laughs> appreciate it i appreciate it yeah there's there's comedians who do more uh you know even mitch hedberg though uh, you know god rest his soul right <laughs> yeah i mean unfortunately he was one of the guys i loved even before i got into comedy and then he you know then i remember one morning just waking up reading that he died i'm like are you kidding me like but one of the things about him, he, he's like a one-liner type of comedian. However, you get a picture of who he is, even through those one-liners. Like if you gave somebody else to do those one-liners, it wouldn't be the right thing because it is his personality still. So yeah. he, he was great in, in, that, in that respect. Um, but yeah, there's comedians who do one-liner type things. There's comedians who do the Now crowd work is very popular and uh, there's comedians who excel at that. Um, my thing is just, yeah, more like writing about observation you know it's, i guess it's observational which isn't anything groundbreaking it's just your your view on things so oh you know what i forgot to say man i forgot to say uh bravo sasha bravo <laughs> yeah yeah i so yeah so the explanation for my weird last name is that uh you know it's it's uh it's serbian or croatian serbo croatian the last name shows up in both serbia and croatia i'm from uh you know my family's from serbia i uh when i was born here i was born in the states but my family moved here. So hence, that's why that's the weird explanation of, uh, but the name is, is uncommon there too. I'm not like, it's not a common name there either. So sometimes it gets a double take, even in Serbia and Croatia. Did, yeah. Didn't you say that it means like, uh, 
illiterate and Slovenian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to. It is. It does seem like whoever came up with it was illiterate. It does seem like somebody, some you know, Austro-Hungarian official asked one of my family members in the 1800s, like, "Well, what's your last name?" And they just wrote out some some weird names, yeah. weird letters, the first letters I could think of. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good um, password for your for your Wi-Fi. It, it, it works on so many levels. It looks almost. You know what? It looks most like like an air. Um, like a confirmation code from like American Airlines. They do like six digits, six letters. It looks like your boarding pass, dude. <laughs> exactly. It looks like my boarding pass. So Sasha is easier. The other thing confusing me with Sasha is like, is it a boy? Is it a girl? You know, like sometimes it's, it's a unisex name. So, um, but yeah, so that works. And um, yeah, and by the way, thanks for watching my special. Special, you could see it on YouTube now. It was on Amazon Prime. They took it, like, you know, like it rolls through it was up there for about a year and a half and then you know they they take it down. you can still buy it on amazon but go on um go on youtube you can watch it for free so oh yeah dude actually you know i i didn't i, I didn't make it far but i did watch uh, just that's why i was just saying like Zdravo. it's just because i watched a little bit of your uh oh of your yeah in, in serbian i don't were, were yeah you, i did that were you uh were you like overseas or were you just like in a heavily Serbian, uh, like, no, well, area in I, New York? I was, there are, you know, areas of New York, um, that are, that have a lot of Serbians and Croatians and, and people from the former Yugoslavia. No, but I was in Serbia. I was visiting family and there's a whole budding stand up scene there, man. It's really good. And it's in, in the native language. And uh, I said, you know, I went there once. I saw it. I was like, maybe if I could get a special together in Serbian, I could perform it. And luckily enough, uh, a great producer there called Milica uh, said, yeah, come down and, you know, try it out. And that was, you know, I, it was amazing to do it in Serbia. Some of it is translated from my, from my material. And this some is of what I was going to ask, man. It's, no, some uh, of it is. You can translate some, you can't translate. It's weird. Have you ever heard rap in another language? Dude, it was, I, I love listening to rap in languages I don't fucking understand. I, uh, I for a long time, I, I was, I watched a Vice special on russian rappers and that shit is real easy to vibe with because they love to use english and in, in the hooks and only the yeah. hooks so then it's yeah. like all this shit i don't understand but it sounds cool because all rap sounds cool like if you know if the, if the person's good and they're in the pocket but then like yeah. but the, yeah the hook will then be like oh fuck you fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird the reason is i've noticed a sort of overlap between comedy and, and uh rap in the sense that there's a certain cadence comedy has. Stand-up has like verbiage and, and the rhythm to it. And when it, when people in another country, when rap started getting big, like in the 80s and 90s, people in other countries started rapping in English because they couldn't fit their language yet. They didn't find the tools to fit their language yet into the rap. And then eventually over the years, they started, you know, it got better and better. And then they all of a sudden realized how to how to rhyme in their language and how to make the beats hit the leg. Because languages are all different. And um, yeah, so it takes some time. And stand-up comedy is like that too. It's, it's blowing up all over Europe. It's in Spain, in France, in Germany, you know, like all over, both in English and in the native language. And again, YouTube is, is part of the reason why it got so far. Because all of a sudden, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you had YouTube putting up Pat Oswalt and Louie and, and, you know, Bill Burr and, and whoever, you know, all of these comedians. And these people started watching it, laughing at it and saying, maybe we could do it in our language. So it takes, it, you know, it took time, but it, it's getting there. I know you, uh, you kind of went on to, back to comedy, but I just it popped in my head. And the first time I think I ever heard a rap song in French 
and i was like this sounds fucking sick dude and like yeah. and, and you know i'm not one of the people where i'm like you know french is such a beautiful language i don't think it is but i think it's <laughs> it's a really great language for rap french is french is a language that uh it's almost entirely composed of of sounds that in other languages would be considered speech impediments. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very, and, and they're terribly untapped. I mean, not to generalize, but, but in general, if your mother, if your first language is French, if you're from a French, learning a different language is difficult. They have some of the worst accents and it's yeah. just, it's a, so, so hearing, but then it fits in rap. Like they were one of the first, the first time I ever heard it, rap in a different language was French and it somehow clicked. So, yeah. I actually uh, used, so uh, I minored in Spanish and mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of the things like what I, that's actually when I got really, really into listening into a lot of hip hop that was in Spanish. I became a big ass fan of Daddy Yankee. He, he was, that was like really was when he was in his prime so I was listening to Daddy Yankee all the time and like being like, you know, it, it feels so good when you're trying to learn a new language, but especially if you're listening to music in that language, because that's what the hardest possible time it's because it's hard to understand lyrics in your own language often. So when you're listening to uh, a rapper speaking a language that you're trying to learn and then you get a, a whole line. It all, that clicks in your head. Oh, you're yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh. You know, like, I broke the code. Iller to me than like anything that I'd ever heard Wu Tang say, even though it's some he probably said some stupid shit. But like I didn't, you know, when I listened to Wu Tang, I didn't have to fucking, uh, I didn't have yeah. to work my brain to like grasp it. So yeah, languages are, you know, it, it, it's weird. It's almost like a magic trick when somebody. I'm bilingual, so I can speak, you know, both Serbian and and and, uh, and English uh, without an accent completely. You know, like if if a Serbian person spoke to me, they wouldn't know that I'm American and vice versa. So uh it 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 lets you kind of be incognito between society like you can sort of yeah um, but it is it is sort of like a magic trick sometimes you pull it out and people are surprised like holy shit you speak this whole other language and english english speakers whether they're american australian british whatever um we get off easy because we don't need to speak another like generally if you go to an airport wherever in the world you know the second language, whatever the home language is it's a you go to India, whatever. Well, Eng India speaks English, but you go to China, things signs in Chinese, the run right under is English. Yeah. You, so you don't really need to to learn it. You don't you don't get pushed into it as much as if you were Italian or German. Well, I, I got to learn English because that's the one that you know the whole world knows. That's my Microsoft Word is in English. You know what I mean? Like, the internet basically is in English, so the whole world speaks it, and we're kind of like as english speakers we, we kind of don't don't have that advantage we just kind of expect them to come halfway to us which you know yeah dude uh we're lazy yeah we are that's i on the i had just had another person on the podcast uh recently and we were talking about germany and the fact that like this the people in germany do like you know there's downloads of this podcast in germany and i was like you know that's crazy because people in germany they just speak fluent english so to them it's it's not like you know, I don't listen to any German podcast because I couldn't understand any, you know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and, embarrassing. And there, is a, there is a certain thing that another one is the language. Another thing is context. And uh, I don't think we as Americans appreciate enough just how fluid our culture is in the rest of the world. Like 
I, you know, a lot of people have, you know, when you read those polls, like a lot of people have negative opinions about the U.S. It's partially because we air our dirty laundry. Like there are people, you go to Italy, you can find the, just because of the internet and because of how much, how big our media is. There are people who, you know, how loud our media is. There are people who have like opinions on issues that are like minuscule issues in the U.S. Like, you know, whatever, you know, whether it's some local thing in New York that happened or even a big issue like abortion. You know, yeah. I've seen tweets about the U.S. abortion debate in several languages. Like, you know, hey, this is terrible and blah, blah. Like, uh, you know, that you, we don't have that. We don't see the Italian stuff on a minuscule level. That's why all oh, people have a negative opinion of the state. It's because we air our dirty laundry, whether it's, I remember back in the day, remember Jerry Springer? <laughs> yeah, how could I forget, man? That shit was broadcast <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> You know, people would be watching that. Oh my God, these Americans are not, you know, and they get, we, we're, we're sort of comfortable with airing our dirty laundry in a way that many other countries are A, not comfortable with, nor could they if they were. They just, like, I remember, dude, if it snows in New York, I mean, this is, here's an amalgam of it, like New York being the media capital sort of in the States and maybe yeah. be part of the world. You know, if it snows in New York, everybody knows. Like, oh, there was a snowstorm in New York. People would be, you know, uh, putting stories on Instagram. The whole world knows that there was a, that there was, you know, that snow fell in New York. Yeah, it's like that with Amer America's like that too. We have an the, issue. Uh, we're the largest exporter of of media. Yeah. And I guess yeah. like other types of culture too, because it's like, uh, I mean, and I guess hip hop, when we like, when we start, brought that up, like that's, you know, probably the greatest gift of the world that America really had was like, you know, fucking hip-hop dude that's yeah, like if, if you went to the if you went to europe in the 90s and somebody met you and even if they didn't speak a lot of english they'd be like oh american oh tupac uh, fucking yeah, yeah. jerry springer we we i don't think we fully i don't think we fully appreciate and again i'm i'm half european i guess you know i i did live there for a long time i lived there for nine years from between you know between uh nine and, and, and 18 19 so i do know you know, one of the things we don't appreciate as Americans or the rest of the world is everybody is kind of American in this world. Like just because yeah. you grow from the age of 12 to at least 20, you're kind of an American, even if you're you're probably consuming American music more than anything else. Yeah. You're playing American video games. You're you know, you're, you're consuming our media and you, you kind of dress like an American. You know, like yeah. kid, until until you know the Italians start putting suits on, they kind of look like Americans. They look like American teenagers. You know, they, yeah. I remember. I remember a big thing was like getting Abercrombie. You remember Abercrombie was like a label, and uh, <laughs> I remember everybody in Europe wanted because they didn't have stores in Europe, so everybody came to the U.S. to buy Abercrombie, which was a teenage high school fucking brand. Yeah. You know, but they were into it. You know, so we we don't. I'm, I'm not. You know, maybe I'm trying to be a bit positive on America just because we're going through a lot of crap. I think, I think maybe it's, it's a good thing to try. Yeah, to... Cause we're like in the final stages before like the, <laughs> like before the grand civil war. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think, you know, you mentioned, we were talking about before the show, you mentioned like these proud boys dudes and uh, you know, that's LARPing. All those yeah. guys are doing is it's live action role-playing. They're not, you know, I, so, yeah, again, and not to, not to again, uh, sort of get dark, but, I kind of grew up in Serbia during the time when, when that shit was going down over there. I was yeah. far enough from any war, real war, like shelling to, uh, you know, to not have trauma from that. But you saw society collapse and you saw this thing that a lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, society's collapsing. I saw what that looks like. And those dudes, 
the proud boy type dudes, they're not the ones who end up, you know, winning or (laughs) they're, they're, they're they're just LARPing. They're pretending they're, they're, they're civil war reenactors. Uh, you know, like yeah, dude. Pretend, they're, they're civil war reenactors, but these guys like they LARP as like Navy SEALs and then special ops. Yeah, what I found sad. fascinating, man. I ended up reading this long uh thing, and you probably already know about this, but it's uh, it's the origins of QAnon and a lot of that other shit. And that's all that was all LARPing too. It was online LARPing, and there was a bunch yeah. of anons. QAnon just happened to be the one that rose to the top, but there was it, on 4chan. There's a bunch of bored fucking dorks that probably dress up like Navy SEALs on the weekend to go harass like a, you know, fucking or, plan. Or not e- yeah, or not even dress up as it. Or like, it's, it's, it's this phenomena of like, you know, alternate personality, meaning you, you, you inhibit some sort of personality online, which is usually the exact opposite of what you really are. Like you're the mild-mannered office worker but online you're like you know whatever you're this brutal dude um it's an outlet and i think the problem is i think most of what a lot of what's going down right now is the issue is that we have these alternate reality machines in our pockets and we kind of try to inhibit both worlds and most people don't have the bandwidth to 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 dissect between the two yeah do you remember you know edie falco is the actress from she was in sopranos right yeah, yeah, yeah. She the yeah, mom. So, yeah, she was the mom in Sopranos. So I remember this story from years ago, back when Sopranos was still on, or maybe I heard it after Sopranos was already off. But basically, Edie Falco was talking about this moment where she was in a deli. I don't know if she lives in New Jersey, but you know, I just imagined it being in New Jersey because of the Sopranos. Yeah. And this is during, like, between the last season and the second to last season, and she's in a deli and she's in line, and like, at, you know, she's been there for like five, ten minutes. All of a sudden, this woman walks up to her. And starts yelling at her as if she's the lady from The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> like, how could you do this to Tony? You, yeah. you know, you're, you're after everything. And she looked at her like thought she was joking. Yeah. But this woman couldn't. She couldn't break out of it. Like she just had this moment. She's so vested in this narrative that's fake, that's on TV, and she can't. She just had this moment where she saw somebody, and, and she couldn't help herself. Yeah. And I think a lot of the countries in that moment, we can't, we're having a difficult time to descend, to differentiate between reality and fiction. And it's a lot of that, those LARPing idiots, those, you know, the, the proud boys, they, they walk around thinking, no, you're, you're pretending. Then the minute they get nabbed by the FBI for something, if they walked into the Capitol, they start singing like, you know, it turns out they were informed. It's all bullshit. They're yeah, all just pretending. You know, and, it's sad too, man, because uh, LARPing has like kind of a little bit of an illustrious past and, uh, you know, shout out to Stranger Things, I feel like in some ways for bringing this back into the into the light for everyone is that, you know, LARPing really started out with like the Dungeons and Dragons uh, people. And, you yeah. know, and and yeah, it's not everyone's thing, you know, and it's easy to make fun of, it's easy to make fun of a dude that wants to pretend to be a wizard or a knight. Yeah, but but they're hard. And I'm not and I'm, and I'm not making fun of those people. Yeah. As long as you know you're not a wizard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. Long as, as long as when the game's over, you're not walking around, you know, pretending to actually cast spells on people, which I think is where the, where, where, you know, a lot of people, because you have this machine, again, in your pocket, that will constantly project this reality. All you got to do is, how many times do you look at your phone? Well, if every time you look at the phone, it's telling you you're a badass MAGA, you know, fucking proud boy, or yeah. you're a wizard, then eventually people, a lot of people don't have the bandwidth to to, to to actually contain themselves to to realize 
what reality is and what is fiction. So, no, dude, yeah. If 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 there was a media channel, if there was like a Fox News media channel called like Dungeons and Dragons News, and it was like and it was on television and it was allowed to be yeah. on television and present itself as news, and and have that kind of budget, and it was constantly telling everyone they're like, no, exactly. you you are a fucking elf. You are literally an elf. You're on a quest. You're a yeah. fucking wizard. You've got to, you have to defeat Vecna. Like this is, <laughs> this is real. Vecna is real. This is not. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so. Yeah, it, it is. And it, it, you're right. It does. It, there's two things. So, you know why, like, again, to bridge it over into comedy, just because, you know, let's, let's say I represent that part of the world. Um, you, you know, you know, um, the onion. Uh, it's my favorite news source, man. Okay, great. America's <laughs> favorite news. The re one of the big reasons why, two reasons why Onion is, is hilarious. One is they have amazing writers and they're just hilarious people. But two, a lot of it's because of the format, meaning the context. Is, even though you know it's a fake newspaper, the context is it looks like a newspaper. You know, it's part of why the Colbert show is funnier, the daily, because it looks like news, but you know, they're making jokes. Yeah. So th that's, you know, the context makes it funny. It's easy. If you just said an onion headline, it's not as funny as if, oh, you read it in a, an article that looks serious. So it's the same thing. We, we attribute authority to these formats, whether it's news, whether it's the newspapers, whether it's, you know, a politician saying something. Yeah. Or yeah, or a CEO. You know, if it's Elon Musk, well, he's got to be right. He's the CEO. you know. We attribute these things, and especially older people, like boomers, are seeped into this stuff. They cannot tell. You know, boomers can't tell reality from fiction. A lot of them. They used to have. You know, they used to have uh, Walter Cronkite, and you know, yeah, the most trusted they, man in America. But there's no fucking such thing as Walter Cronkite anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Not only that. Um, the, the, the reason part of it is it's interesting part of it the reason is because of material code meaning like in order to create a Walter Cronkite back in the 60s you had to have a gigantic media operation you have to have broadcasting powers all over the, the country you would have to have a studio in New York there had to be satellite link I mean it was a big deal so he had authority because he comes from that system right now everybody's got a broadcasting studio in their pocket every idiot can make a news story, quote unquote, yeah. you know, make it look like a news story. But I think our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, they still can't get around that. They don't understand that, you know, a lot of what they see on the internet is complete bullshit. There's no connection with reality. Yeah. And they just they just absorb the the authority of what wasn't Walter Cronkite or Peter Jennings or you know a New York Times, and they see the same format. It looks like an article. It look, you know. There's a, there's a man on Fox News with a boat. Even though it's billed as entertainment in the Fox segment, they yeah. can't tell the difference. To them, it's yeah. news. To, to them, it's, you know, Antifa's taking over the suburb. They, they, they can't tell the difference. And fucking Tucker's so, out here, and he's like, you know, yeah, and he's talking to our our, our elders and being like, uh, America um, used to be a country, and now it's on fire. What, what exactly. happened? You should be afraid. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. But like, yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's, but it there's, is indiscernible from you know what a, an actual uh, journalist uh, like uh, anchorman would have been like in the 1970s. Yeah, exactly. If the guy, I mean, it's weird, but if he had like long hair or looked just, it wouldn't work. He kind of has to look like the conservative part news newspaper reporter or whatever yeah. or, or news newscaster, and 
because, but then he says crazy shit. You remember that? You know, uh, uh, Eddie Izzard. Do you know that comedian? Uh, yeah, I I know who he is. I'm not familiar with him in really any way. Like, I never, I've never <laughs> and, seen his shit. So in his seminal, uh, in his seminal uh, stand-up uh, special called uh, "Dressed to Kill," he t- he talks of an example where what the psycholo- psychologists have determined that people react to seventy percent what you look like. 20% how you sound and 10% what you say. Like if you're looking at the, the masses, right? Yeah. That's how people react. So as long as you look the part, you look like the news, you look like you say Fox News, it says news in the bottom, you know? Yeah. People, people will react to that. They'll, and, and then, then it gets into a much darker sort of problem where it's, if you confront, as I have people who I know, who, if you confront them with reality, if you confront them with proof, well, it can't be what you, what Tucker, whoever is saying can't be true because he or X, Y, or look out the window, you know, they'll choose the narrative that, that they like, you know, it's almost yeah. reality doesn't even matter. <laughs> so that's the more depressing, thing. the fact that, you know, they, there's still, and to that, there has to be a comfort level, meaning you have to be comfortable enough to know that, well, it doesn't really affect me that much. I could still live in this fantasy land. You know, and, and that's where, again, we tie it back to the uh, crowd boy thing. It's all fun and games yeah. until the FBI shows up. Now, all of a sudden, you know what reality is. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you can discern, you know, when, when, when serious charges are being, all of a sudden, you can discern fact from fiction. It's an interesting, you know, uh, dichotomy. You're making me think uh, so much of, this is something that I, I, it's a thought I had recently, but it ties into what you were saying with, with Eddie Ezzard's uh, uh, statement and I think you I think you you bring you bring up something very close to this in your special too when, when you're talking about appearance you're also talking about with men with height and you know and uh who I think about man someone that just pops my head and don't get me wrong dude I fucking I love Marvel movies dude I don't care if that makes me a basic ass bitch no it's fun as hell and I love they're I think fun I like Thor, Thor I like is Tiki. my favorite character but it's like the dude that plays Thor that dude Chris Hemsworth he probably just walks up to a uh you know a, a, an executive at you know marvel and he's like yeah like here's the deal i want to be in this movie and i want to get paid uh 60 million dollars and they just they're like yeah, yeah. because it's like 70 percent of it is they're looking at him <laughs> and tell you what the 10 yeah. they hear what he's having to say and then or no yeah, i mean it's what he, it, that it, he sounds cool <laughs> it helps it helps i mean would you can you imagine that you know 90 percent? somebody said that i forgot what uh so maybe a comedian like is it is it slightly odd that 90 percent of like actors and musicians happen to be beautiful isn't it that weird that you know yeah, exactly. they, get, they get both of those talents <laughs> i mean but look it's again it's a visual medium and if you're trying especially blockbuster movies which is what you know marvel is they're going for millions they're not going for hundreds of thousands of years then yeah, you gotta you gotta scrape the you know you gotta what what's gonna probably you know if you I don't know I'm sure you could get a better actor thespian not that not that Chris Hemsworth is bad bad actor yeah. anything but I'm sure I'm sure you could get a better thespian and um, you know have a have the uh, but you're not gonna get the same effect as like those broad shoulders you know what I mean blonde hair look dude I'm I'm you know I find him attractive I'm straight. Uh, <laughs> that's that is the thing about about men that are as attractive as chris hemsworth is like you know you identify straight all you want but you're gonna you know come on man that's fucking <laughs> yeah you're, you're like if you gotta <laughs> if you gotta 
<laughs> if he's a have, god, yeah, dude, he's a god, man. Oh man, I, mean, I, I love that. If you're in prison, and you're the, they, that is one of the best lines in all those fucking adventure movies where they, like he they catch him on a spaceship, and it's like Chris Pratt and uh, that guy that uh, the fucking he I think he was a UFC fighter or something. Anyway, yeah, he's like he's like he's just a dude, and he's like he's like no man, you're a dude. He's like he looks like an <laughs> angel uh, uh, yeah, has yeah, sex yeah, yeah, with yeah. a pirate. I really like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know where I am because I didn't start watching them sequentially, all the Marvel movies. So every once in a while, I'll just watch whatever's on, you know, uh, the ones that Tiki, Tiki Waitata, what's his name? Tiki, Tiki Waitata. Tiki fucking, I, oh, dude, I just had a, literally had a, uh, anyway, that's on a man they were talking about him. That's my man crush. Again, straight dude, but, uh, you know, that's another guy I wouldn't mind spending some time on a desert island. But uh, just New, because it'd be New Zealand is producing so many fucking baller ass. Uh, actors. I mean, and they have it for a long time. I don't know if you've been yeah. fucking with the boys, I've never been to- but uh, Carl Urban just killing it. And then the dude oh. that plays Homelander, he's also uh, from New Zealand. Just like it's like genius acting. And uh, I like, I mean, bringing it back to comedy, uh, the Flight of the Conqueror. Oh, Flight of the Conqueror. Yeah, they yeah, are they're like, also from New Zealand. Weirdly, like they're like for me, like they were like the flagship, the flagship New Zealanders. Like they introduced yeah. me to the fact that New Zealand was a place. <laughs> you know like, I yeah, knew, yeah, yeah i was like <laughs> otherwise it's just sheep and there's an interesting I, I always so there's a dichotomy between new zealand and uh australia that i i think sometimes they tend to try to pitch it like canada america meaning yeah you know new zealand is to australia what canada is to the u.s because you know new zealand general although i don't i don't that's giving i think too much credit to canada because i, I think again we americans we like to look at ourselves in the neg you know it's a good thing, actually, the fact that we can criticize ourselves yeah. as, as well as we can. Um, you know, but I think Canada gets off a bit too easy. I mean, they, they weren't really nice to their indigenous people either. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah, no, the whole, the whole, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, New Zealand is a nicer place than Canada. <laughs> probably. I don't It seems more chill. Um, and also it seems more chill than Australia. Australia also has gotten a bit more of that, you know, rah, 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 USA kind of thing going on. Yeah. It seems, you know, uh, but they both managed to ban guns, which we still haven't like, you know, really gotten into, you know, touching the surface, but anyway. Oh, dude, you know what? This is a perfect time for me to bring the, uh, speaking of traveling to faraway lands. And then also speaking of, uh, just like opening up a set with a bit on guns <laughs> in yeah. a faraway land especially a faraway land where people truly truly love their guns you know uh you just toured florida man so yeah yeah new york, new york man goes down to florida how, how many listeners do you have in florida i don't fucking know man but uh a lot dude. i mean uh good anything that's like like only places in america like it's coastal is where like you can see like the brighter colors and then it diminishes kind of towards the like the the, the dakotas and like montana yeah. like that's where like well nobody's really wanna, fucking with me <laughs> i went to so i went to it was weird because i've been touring with uh my buddy eric newman supporting him he's a great comedian who uh you know he does a lot of the and books me on a lot of these gigs so i went with him to texas i went with him to florida did two gigs in Florida last week. Uh, did a bunch of tech. So I've been all over Michigan, Texas, Florida, Delaware, uh, Oregon. We've been all over. And it's interesting to see how the material works amongst different crowds and different communities. Yeah, that's a wild tour, dude. That's a wild. Yeah. 
like All grab bag here. of uh, states, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's interesting, even within like Texas is gigantic, and then like you know, do you have different attitudes in one city versus the other? And uh, Florida also. I, I've been to Florida, and uh, you know, they have a sense of humor about what they are. You know, because they they know the whole country thinks they're of them. Certainly, <laughs> but you know, like. I have a feel, you know, Florida used to be like a retirement. That's when I was a kid. I remember that's just where everybody goes to retire when yeah. they're older. Now, now I realize it's where everybody goes to retire, even if they're not really retired. Like you, what I mean is if you've moved to Florida, you, you're kind of retired. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not done. <laughs> you're, you're not killing it. Nobody moves to Florida. Like I'm going to, you know, grind really. No, you move to Florida kind of half-ass it to kick back. It's Margaritaville. It's a jet ski. You're not killing yourself in Florida for, unless you're like, I don't know, in the hotel industry or selling Coke. Those are the two only things that yeah. you're like, you move to Florida to be amongst the most competitive, you know. Let's see, so, unless you move to, if you're, unless you're Tony Montana, you move to Florida to be like fucking Scarface. Yeah, that's that's exactly. one way to do it. But yeah, like, you know, I had a, I had a great experience uh, as, a, as an adult. I had a million great experiences in Florida as a child. That's where we used yeah, to go because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here in Nashville, so it's not you know that's the closest, the closest nice beaches really. Uh, mm -hmm. But as an adult, my uh, my friend he's a DJ, and I was bitching. I was like, man, I need a vacation. Ah, oh. and he's like, he's like, look, dude, I'll just I'll just book a tour in Florida when you come down there, and, uh, and I'll just uh, put you on as like part of my shit. Like, he could put me on as the entourage and just called me security, and so they had to like give me a hotel room. They had to give me you know whatever. I had to get so it was it was yeah. great. It was a fucking free vacation. But one of the coolest things was the promoter we were dealing with, uh, his dad was in charge of like recreational shit on the beach. So he's the dude that gives you a paddle board or a kayak oh. or like hooks you up with like uh, going out in one of those little speed boats with the, and the thing was like that dude's life to me, like at that time, uh, this is a few years ago. And I, he was probably only like, you know, he wasn't, he's probably about 50, you know, mm -hmm, it was like, mm -hmm. but it seemed like the lack of stress and on that dude had like kept him like just, and you know, he's out in the sun all day long, just baking, a, you know, you know, yeah. he's a can of shit, but he like, he didn't look like he just, I, I remember I, an, I got, I went up there and it was like six in the morning. I saw his ass up like paddle boarding around the, you know, around the uh, sandbar. And he came it's in. It's an easier like, life. Yeah. I was like, but it was like, it, to me, I was like, this guy made a good choice, dude. You know? Yeah, it's an it's an easier life, and it technically, I mean, really on paper, Florida should be heaven on earth. I mean, it should be like there's beaches all around. It's a you know, it's a developed state. It's not like you know, it it's it's been a developed state for many years. A large population. There's you know, tourists always coming and going. There's Disneyland. There's Universal Studios. There's all this stuff. The you know, Kennedy Space Center. Florida has a lot of things. Yeah, it, dude, it should be heaven on earth, man. It really but it's should. not because <laughs> of the people. It's, just the, it's, it's not the geography. It's not the, you know, it's just, the, you know, and it part of, it does have this attraction towards, you know, I'm going to, you know, fuck, yeah, this is going to have a martini. At, you know, I'm going to have a margarita at noon. It, it just has that. I'm going to yeah. wear flip-flops for the rest of my life, which again. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't, it's not conducive of, and it is, I, I don't know if you're in Nashville, right? Did you ever, did you grow up in Nashville? And Yeah, but I was, I'm, I'm, I was born in Tucson. So, okay. uh, but like, I just, I, I just say, I just say I grew up in Nashville. Like it's, there's no okay. reason to complicate it with like the uh, uh, footnotes. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if Florida may be the key. I, I don't want to. Florida may be the key to our country's sort of coming together because I have a feeling, because it's a southern state, you know, it gets, you know, I know, like they, in Florida, they say the more south you go, the more north you go, like sort of, yeah, you know, J- Jacksonville, the northern part of Florida is more southern, and then the more, you know, Miami's kind of more either you know New York transplant or Latin or however you want to do it. Yeah, my, but, Miami um, is. Uh fucking awesome man like i yeah when you're in miami dude you don't feel like you're in the south in any way shape or no, form no. you're like you I, i've I, when i was there like last time i was just like dude this is a city like none other man in so many ways it is it's special i don't want to i don't want to rat on i mean i like going down there and everything but they do get you know they get a lot of crap because of the sunshine laws you know the you know what those are like basically no. every 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 police, I mean, that's part of the reason why you keep on hearing Florida man get a, gets arrested for wrestling alligator over beef jerky, you know, like <laughs> you, you get those news stories because Florida has something called a sunshine law, which means that any arrest in Florida is open source, meaning anybody can look it up. Oh. So there's no, and, and it's just sort of when news people are bored and they have nothing to report on, Florida is the police blotter that can always turn to and find some crazy shit. Yeah. And that's kind of why they get the bad rep. And another thing, you know, I, I did this bit that down there and it kind of worked. Um, you know, I don't know how much. How, so one of the issues is I believe that the Florida man, his origins are really from Long Island. It's, yeah. it's really the Long Island. That's the lineage. He moved from Long Island at some point. He's like sick of being a yeah. roofer on Long Island. He moved to Florida, bought a boat, started wrestling alligators, eventually got into crystal meth. You know, there's a whole lineage yeah. there. There's a story and, uh, behind every Florida. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not Florida. It's really the, it's us from the rest of the country going down there and abusing the state. I have a, I have a theory that it's really us. It's not them. Yeah. And uh, it's not the native Floridians. So, you yeah, know, if that's, they were isolationists, if they were able to be like, we're going to just, we're going to cut off Florida. Like you need a, you need a passport to get in here. It's, you know, it's a big, it's, it's, the whole, you know, it, it could become that utopia that we were discussing. If the people down there could be left the fuck alone from the worst, the absolute worst tourists in America all choose to go to Florida. Cruises. Yeah, because look, if you put a big sign in front of your state that says, come down, kick back, you're not going to get, it's not going to be Harvard graduates. It's not going to, I just listened to this podcast. I mean, it's going to be Harvard graduates for about a week while they get drunk and high. They're not going to live there to, to, to to create the next, you know, Amazon or whatever. There was there was yeah. a, a big a big push during uh, the crypto boom a couple of years ago or a year ago where they tried to get um, they tried to make Miami like a crypto hub and oh, the, no. the, a, a tech hub kind of. Yeah. And a lot a lot of people moved to Florida for tax reasons and during the pandemic especially just the purchases was funner and it was you know. And, uh, but they couldn't really make it a tech hub because it was lacking really a big tech university. Like Florida doesn't have like a big, you know, nationally recognized huge, you know, Virginia tech or whatever, like a, a, a technology, technology university. So that's why I kind of fizzled through and then Bitcoin trash. But one more thing, we, what we have on Long Island that kind of, because I grew up sort of on Long Island too, or at least in New York, the craziness that you see in new york at least we get four months of winter 
Yeah, kinda, people, and people stay inside. <laughs> it snows them in, you know. Yeah. And then the rest of us can strategize. All right, what are we going to do this year? Well, you know, let them while they're watching the Jets, while we distract them with that. Let's yeah. try to figure out how to handle. In Florida, it's just you know constant craziness with jet skis and alligator. It's it's a you know it's a crazy house. Dude, I mean, shit, when this uh, next ice shelf uh, falls <laughs> off the uh, the western uh, polar ice shelf, and when that falls, yeah, uh, shit, man, New York could be the new Florida. <laughs> yeah, it could get hot enough. Actually, so the, the other thing is, you know, we talked about, like, how the negativity, you know, again, the algorithms that we all live by now support negativity more because, you know, the human brain looks at negativity with greater attention than than positivity because oh things yeah. are going to be cool good i don't have to engage with that anymore what do you mean it's going to be shitty there's going to be bad things what's going to happen you know how do i protect that makes the algorithm engage you more so it favors the negative shit like we used to have you know i think chomsky or what's yeah noam chomsky had that book uh uh he coined the phrase manufacturing consent yeah which, i read that you've heard yeah i didn't quite yeah. comprehend everything Basically, he was trying to describe how democracies, even countries where, you know, majority rules, how they can still manufacture consent amongst the majority of the population to get involved in war, et cetera, et cetera. So now we have a situation where basically because of the algorithms and because of social media, we have something called manufacturing discontent. So now people are generally discontent. I've been in, dude, I've been in rooms with people that have houses that are just you know you everybody dreams of that live in gated community that live in the top one percent of this country you know yeah. in all aspects that haven't flown commercial in years and they're bitching <laughs> like they're yeah. they're complaining that everything's bad like you know i think i think we need to step back a bit i think a lot of people need to like come on it's not you know it's it's probably this country's gone through worse shit the yeah. 70s were crazy i i, you know, I the say 60s this were crazy i say this with absolutely it, no sarcasm i'm not being uh snide in any fucking way i say this with absolute sincerity i think there needs to be a federal legalization of i mean for of course we just fucking legalize weed. that's that's harmless yeah but also, there needs to be a federal legalization of uh, psilocybin mushrooms. I would say just basically any kind of hallucinogen is, I mean, because, you know, there's so much going on with people, you know, realizing that they have therapeutic, uh, it, it, it can cure PTSD, all that. But also, yeah. if people were just tripping a whole lot, it would be a lot harder to get you to be so discontented with everything. Because, you know, you need to, maybe you need to take a moment and fucking think uh outside of just your uh physical self and i, I yeah I, I feel bad being like you know i don't want to be like mr uh mushrooms are gonna solve everything <laughs> but they wouldn't fucking hurt and you know who outlawed them richard nixon who? a, a yeah. fucking criminally insane right. piece of shit went down in history as a disgrace he's the mm. one that outlawed psilocybin so can we at least reverse his law <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird when you look at how, I mean, this has been a trope that you mentioned, like, it's a weird how much alcohol really fucks up society. And yeah. it's legal, not only is it legal, it's like, you know, pushed on you, like, what do you, why do you not drink? Yeah. And um, then you have things like that. It's like psilocy I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there, there are cases, for instance, where if, if somebody is mentally ill, yeah, being on mushrooms could make it worse. But yeah, for this, I, I agree with, I think we, we're not, I understand what your point is because we're so consumed by all the algorithms now. 
that it does maybe take something like a like a, a, a transcendental experience brought on by a, a mushroom to kind of break you away to go wait this is all bullshit this guy yeah. i'm arguing with on twitter i mean this is it's ridiculous it's not even it doesn't even exist it's just bs i mean he's got his life i got we're not even we don't even disagree that much this is a game yeah. it's, it's gamified <laughs> it, the, the internet is gamified arguing you know it's just I, I think i think beyond that i really think if this is how much it could affect us with this type of algorithm, I think they need to change the profit motive of a social media company. Something has, they have to tweak anything. The government has to get it. No, you can't make money off of people uh, arguing. Look, I had a, I had a, I had a um, clip on, on YouTube that I shut down. I couldn't, you know, it got crazy. It was a clip about, it's still up there, but I shut down the comment. It was a clip about, I was making fun of people who believe in conspiracy theories. Yeah. So the, the joke was basically, I mean, you can watch it. I don't want to like redo it. But basically the joke was, um, you know, my favorite conspiracy theory during the pandemic was this is a pandemic, man. They're doing yeah. this to control us. I'm like, really? This is like, this is how, what they're doing to control us. Yeah. Remember, because remember how in 2019 we were all out of control. Remember how we were like crazy <laughs> and we were all neatly waiting in line for the new iPhone. That was crazy, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? You have you have four car payments two mortgages, 17 credit. You think this is how they're controlling you? You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I got into like just the stupidity of that concept and how people, and the, for some reason it got, it got, you know, it got picked up by the algorithm. It got put, a lot of people went online and started. It's because you said the word pandemic, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And why I said the word pandemic, I went against it. So now I got all these people really pissed off at me for even suggesting that they're stupid. <laughs> they're suggesting that you know and and they went and then you had these arguments in the in the in the comments that i didn't even look at them but then yeah. whenever i glanced i mean there were threats you know you need to be you know you need to hurt you need you know there was all kinds of stuff and then there was like really weird ones almost schizophrenic like my wife left me because of people like you and how much is george soros paying you <laughs> and you're on the payroll and then they get into conversations amongst each other and there were entirely new conspiracies sprouting out of those, you know. So I had, I was like, I gotta shut this down before, you know, <laughs> before they they invent some new like, uh, you know, conspiracy yeah. theory that they. I shut it down immediately. It got like in two days, it got like a hundred and something thousand views. And then the minute I shut down the comments, it went down to like you know one or two. you know the algorithm just doesn't like the fact, like they could be there could there could be literal threats to each other. They could be arguing to the point of of you know of blood spilling and the algorithm won't stop that well, so that's so then, that's what it is that's generating engagement and it's yeah. generating so it's drawing people to that and then when everybody does when everyone does watch your video then they see a fucking ad so you know yeah they don't it's, give it's, a fuck that everyone's out here no bloodthirsty you no they need to get virus is came from a fucking bat you're a, you know, like, just yeah, yeah. like, and, well, I mean, they, and then these are like, these are not, these aren't scientists or people that, you know, what are the, what are the best? And then, you know what, you want to know what's really scary. I mean, cause they were uh, not to judge again, you know, I don't want to, but there were really people in the comments, some of them, not all, some of them were, you know, just the normal trolls and whatever. And some of them were in, had honest opinions. And a lot of them were saying, Hey man, this guy's just joking. Leave him alone. You know, there was all kinds of stuff, but there was a good you know, there was some people there that were mentally, you could just tell by the way they're writing, they're not there. And yeah. then I shut down the comments and then they were, they would follow me on other platforms. 
They'd like go on to another video. Hey man, why'd you shut down the comments? What are you afraid of? Who are you working for? How much are they paying you? Are you on the payroll? Like these, I mean, if any other context, these are schizophrenic ideas. These are like, there are people in mental hospitals that talk like this. Yeah. And it's scary. And I think until somebody sues the shit out, until somebody proves in some court that because of YouTube or Twitter, this guy did something terrible or this terrible thing happened to him. And until a courtroom goes, you know what? These people are liable. It's not going to change. They're not going to change their algorithm. For the, you know, in the meantime, basically what, it, you know, what, what are a lot of the things that are consequences? Like, you know, families uh, falling apart, people getting divorces, yeah. people like, you know, like you, people have the like, oh man, like, dude, I can't talk to my dad ever again I, because he fucking is so deep in the conspiracy theories. It's like, it's I know, untenable. I know five, six people right off the top of my head that can't talk, that just can't. And, and it's weird how they go. First, it's, I can't talk to them about that. Then I, yeah. I can't talk. To, and then it, it bleeds into like, I, they can't, I can't mention anything because they're in this mode where everything is about that. They, they, once they become consumed by this, this narrative, everything becomes about that. Like you can't, oh, you just, like, I didn't know electric cars now are supposedly like, if you drive an electric car, you're, you're libtard. You know, it's, it's yeah. all every, it, you know, like you can't, <laughs> you, you can't, eventually you can't talk about anything. And the interesting thing is there's this, I don't know if you ever watched those guys, I forgot his name, but there's a dude who talks about decoding people who go, get into cults. Okay. Like how do you, if you have, a, if, you, if you have a family member, a loved one that's in a cult, how do you deprogram them? them from that? Yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. And he said, one of these guys was saying that he was in a cult. He was in the Moonies. I don't know if you remember this. Was a oh, dude, he was in the Moonies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and- wow, dude. Remember that? Yeah. Speaking of Nixon, right? Speaking yeah. of he, he, he I, ju- no, I just recently uh listened to a speech uh by the the, the guy that started that cult, Mooney himself. And Mooney. he he gave a fucking speech in front of Congress, like at, at a really, really he was he was a it was a at a very expensive dinner, kind of like the news correspondence center. There's yeah. all these senators and congressmen in presence. He is a coronation, he was coronated as king of whatever <laughs> and then he has a very thick accent uh it's not it's korean yeah, yeah, Sun korean. Moon, yeah. and he, he's a korean guy yeah. and he goes on to say that uh that if people that once they can uh eliminate free sex then no one can stand against him and there's like senator you know people like in the audience like uncomfortable like visibly like what the fuck <laughs> yeah basically what happened was he could deliver i mean he convinced these politicians that he could deliver a lot of votes for them yeah. strategically you know like because he had chapters all over the country and it was it was i think it not to get into how the cult came about i think it came from christian or maybe not maybe it, it turned into just a personality cult about him uh but the issue and now he died so there's like people who inherited the cult but it doesn't matter the issue with this guy was he, he just kind of walked you through how he got seduced by the cult. Nobody knows they're in a cult until it's too late. You know, nobody thinks they're in a cult. But one of the ways cults thrive is they get other, they get their members to work for them for free. So even, yeah. even the Scientologists or whatever, they'll, they'll, they have lawyers that just do free work for them because they're Scientologists. They believe in it, you know. So it's kind of like ch- they do charity for their own organization. But anyway, he was exhausted how much he was working for them because they had him driving books literature between cities in a van 
Yeah. And what happened to him, and this is key to getting anybody deprogrammed, is that he got into an accident and, you know, he went into the hospital, he was like in a coma maybe or something. He was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Yeah. During which you're only allowed to be visited by your family. A family who hasn't seen him for months because he disassociated with them. You know, they're not, they weren't in the, in the, in the cult. Yeah. And because of that, because that's what got me off of the cult thing. It, and it wasn't the fact that he saw his family. That's one thing. It was just the fact that he wasn't in the cult for two weeks. Meaning, yeah. While while you're in the cult, you constantly have this drip of information of 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 seduction of you know of of brainwashing, and once you're away from it, you can't. You, it, it starts looking stupid. You know, you go. Not only if, imagine this. Imagine a Fox News view, a, a big devotee of of Trump and MAGA and whatever. Yeah. Uh, gets into an accident. God forbid. You know, whatever. You know, like or let's just say, for two weeks or two months or whatever he can't or she can't usually it's a he though uh yeah, can't, no uh, <laughs> can't can't view anything he's away from his phone maybe he's in a you know hospital whatever it's it would be impossible for him to jump back in i mean if you're not following the narrative consistently every day i mean you know if he jumps back in two months from now wait what do you mean wait giuliani's a bad guy now what yeah you, you know but you know, the, the, it, it's it breaks his his uh, his narrative because the thing changes so quickly. There's so many people become bad guys and good guys. You, you don't know what you're watching anymore. It's so like it's critical. Uh, you could you know you could easily say it's just very similar to uh, a traditional drug detox. You know, or just a, a regular old drug that you snort or inject or whatever that affects your brain in in whatever way, and yeah. you get put in a situation like may you know potentially rehab i know rehab doesn't always work of course but like oftentimes sometimes somebody just needs to get off the fucking just to kick the fucking drug and then they've got the autonomy at that point to decide oh you know what i don't want to get back on this it was uh destructive and that same thing can yeah. happen if you're, if you're in a cult you know it, you kick it and then you got the autonomy to be like do i really want to go back into this subservient position in this cult and you know lose contact with my family yeah exactly it just starts looking like bullshit because you're not it sort of it depends on these constant little dopamine hits of victory and rage and i got them there oh they're getting us. oh it's so unfair it constantly depends on these narratives and if you break from it you, it's hard to jump back in it without realizing all the holes in the, in the plot you know so it's it, it's sort of a thing. It's critical that you kind of get you know get your grandpa or dad, get him away, get get him down to Florida, put him on a boat, let's go fishing for a month or, or for a couple of weeks. It, it helps you know, yeah. that they're away from. <laughs> get them get them off the phone. Give them give them you know, or start no. maybe hack it. I had this plan with one of my friends whose dad was sort of in, in, on the off the deep end, and I was joking with him. Well, let's get some hackers to hack into your dad's phone and slowly, you know, like drip them <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah take them off of it yeah you know? dude I, I had a i had an experience uh nowhere near on the level of your uh youtube it wasn't like that this was just a this is just a, a tweet that i threw out in the mm -hmm. fucking you know this is a honestly it was just a joke uh but i got dog piled by uh these fucking kyle rittenhouse dick riders and Oh, that guy! It was, yeah. it was during the fucking. Uh, it was when the 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 trucker convoy was like blocking the yeah, U.S. Yeah, border, yeah. and nobody could, they couldn't transport shit across the border into Michigan because of the uh, 
because uh, of the pandemic or whatever. And that wasn't even <laughs> what I was even interested in. I was just, what I was interested in was, was it, you know, Carl, Carl, Kyle Rittenhouse traveled across state lines. He went to mini, uh, Minnesota, uh, shot some fucking people, went home and everybody's like, Hey man, he's a fucking hero, man. He's protected property. And so I, you know, so I was like, I was like, yo, uh, when's Kyle Rittenhouse going to go fucking, you know, go up to Canada and fucking protect, protect some property probably. from these protesters. Yeah. And I guess like people just go on Twitter and search keywords like Kyle Rittenhouse, just looking yeah. for people like me and just, oh man, the, the fucking rage and hate and vicious well, and, and, and yeah. but also beneath it all, the loneliness of these uh, men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like these exactly. guys are all, they all have fucking like 10 Twitter followers. They're like, you fuck, you're a fucking retard. You don't know fucking shit. You know, yeah. it, nobody, nobody here, you know, not to be, I don't want to trivialize this. I used to have a joke about like school shooters. Like nobody wakes up from getting a blow job and then decides to, to shoot up a school, you know, like it's just, unfortunately, I mean, generally those kids tend to be, you know, lone. I mean, I know there's, there's, there's ones with serious mental issues where the, you know, a lack of sex isn't the only thing, but generally if you have something, if you have a blowjob to look forward to later that day, you tend to plan the day accordingly. You don't say, I'm going to be in jail tomorrow, kill myself. You know, it's just generally, uh, a, and that's what you get a lot of times when you, when you, when these people comment on your, you know, when you get these dog piles, as you say, it's yeah. a lot of lonely men. It's a lot of men who are not, you know, to use the term actualized. And, um, you know, that could be for several reasons, economic, social, their own, you know, proclivity for this stuff. But in general, yeah, it's not it's not people who have you know a lot of a lot of choices on, on Tinder, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> generally, because dude, I mean, seriously, man, wouldn't it be so much more fun to go on Twinder? I mean, Tinder, and just be Twinder. swiping and being like, yeah, dude, fucking <laughs> Twinder, dude, like a like a Twinder. like, like an app a for like people that, like for like twins that want to date twins. Or no, or I was th those still my ideas. I'm developing post. this app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should shit. Do you shit post on Tinder? No, that's who we need to help. We need, actually, this would be a good thing. You need to help people who are obsessed with shit posting and trolling and whatever. We need to get them late. Now, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna take that job? That's a you know. That's why we need sex robots. I think we need we need them dude, to take over. I have been saying this for fucking <laughs> years that sex robots are going to be what saves us because exactly these i mean and and like i did not trying to be callous and once again we're being sarcastic because you know, yeah, we just know. had we're some joking. very very good. very fucking uh, tragic shootings it just happened and by the time this podcast episode comes out there it will be another, be another one. one and that's just how the you know it's i'm not I, i'm not trivializing that or fucking joking about it and when i talk about sex robots in this way it's not a joke either man it's the fact yeah. that if we had extremely realistic android sex robots that could these lonely fucking uh, you know, 18, 18 to 20 year old fucking shooters specifically because that's when they're at their horniest. But any kind yeah. of these, any of these guys, the fucking the shit posting trolls that are, you know, in their 60s, you know, if they could all just fuck a robot that made them feel wanted and loved and also just fucked them. Yeah. Violence. Even, even if it's a, astronaut. Yeah. Just companionship, companionship. Yeah. It's, it's, I know. I think that a lot of it comes from that. I, I you know, again, I'm not a psychologist. We're not talking in a serious, hundred percent serious matter. But I, yeah, I think a lot of it is is you know, it's never the 
You know, it's never the most, uh, you know, socially engaged person that does these things. You know, you had that dude from, I mean, there are, there are moments where it's completely unexplainable. Like that dude in Las Vegas, remember that guy? Yeah. Who's like a millionaire who apparently had, I mean, that's probably just mental, you know, that's the lack of psychiatric yeah. treatment. Bro. That's where the but, conspiracy theories start to like get, you get more curious. Like, you know, that's like the, the Manchurian candidate type behavior, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that, I mean, look, again, I, one of the things that I get most dumped on online i mean when, when i get in like when people shit on me on twitter is those two things conspiracy theories if i if i make fun of them for believing in conspiracy theories i get a lot of quote-unquote engagement rage basically and the other thing is guns so i had that joke about gun- people you know people will dump on me for oh do you, you know like they'll you're taking my guns away or something i'm making fun of um you know people uh, who are obsessed with guns and that's part of the reason why all this is happening, the access to guns. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's too easy to get a gun. It's too, 18 year old can walk in and like, you know, get a gun. It's just too easy. It, it, it shouldn't be like that. And I know there are responsible gun owners and I'm not, but yeah, I'm sorry. If this, if you did, if we could go like this and all the guns went away in this country, which we can't do, uh, th- there would be no gun crime. <laughs> Australia kind of did it. It dropped dramatically. There's no, I mean, not to be, I know you're in, in, in Nashville and I know that there's a more sort of uh, pro-gun attitude there. Oh, dude, I have to, I have to be careful here, man. Cause you know, uh, I am not in, you know, I'm not a pacifist myself, man. And you know, there's, we got like a lot of dudes and big monster trucks and shit out here. And you know, I, I drive a regular <laughs> vehicle. I drive a sedan. So, you know, people do some shit. And also I, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a, you know, I ride a bicycle. I'm a cyclist. I'll get out and ride my fucking mm. bike. For, oh. for pleasure man you know and, and yeah, yeah, yeah people do people do shit and i'm like i'm like this motherfucker and i'm gonna and i the fact that i haven't had my blown off my head blown off yet is actually statistically uh an anomaly <laughs> man because of like you gotta be careful, how many man. dudes have had a gun in in their hand while i was at their driver's side window yeah. being like you motherfucker <laughs> so, that's why that's why it's a bad idea look let me put it to this way for what again and it's not because I'm, I'm you know one of the things the most tragic thing about the gun situation in this country is most of it it's suicide most of gun deaths are suicides i make a joke about it but 52 percent every year is people killing themselves the people who you know have guns are killing themselves more than they're killing other people you know it's a suicide it's, button it's a suicide button and dude if you had if every garage in america had a noose just hanging there Whatever, it's like a noose that you, you close your garage with. Let's say you close your garage door with it, but it was a yeah. functioning noose. You don't think if it's just if you're walking by it every you don't think it's just easy to, you know, just yeah. people so, yeah, if, they're if hanging. Everyone, if everyone had a, a, a functional noose in their house, in, that, like just that was like part of just society. You're like, oh no, everyone's gonna have a noose. Don't take don't yeah. take my noose. Don't take our noose. That's you know, that's don't take my noose. So, <laughs> but, uh, then yeah, noose deaths would go up what you know ten thousand there's there's this case i'm not i'm not even joking there's this case where uh and this is fucked up because i don't know if you you know if anybody there was a radio lab episode i think another podcast uh about this but if anybody knows and do you know anybody close that, that committed suicide was anybody close to you that i've had uh, a lot of i've had to experience uh suicides of uh yeah I guess the answer is yeah, yes. So- I uh, I have been close to people who have committed suicide. I'm sorry that I worded it's that weird been- at first. It's 
one of those things no, that no, I, no, I don't, I, I don't I, always know the, the right way to say that. Yes, I've, I've had people I, that have been close I, to know, me that have committed suicide. It's, tra- it's a tragedy, but you know, it, it is not only is it a tragedy, but you can kind of, we can wrap our heads around the fact that somebody can snap and kill somebody. Like we're, we're, we're completely used to that, both on the news and in movies, like just what the fuck, there's a rage filled moment and they can commit murder. People can do that out of despair or rage, whatever it is, and, and, and kill themselves. It's not a well thought out oh, I really can't go on. And, you know, I've given it all my chance. You know, sometimes it's just spontaneous. It's extremely spontaneous. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I do have to bring up a friend of mine. Uh, This is, uh, so this is like in my early twenties when I was, you know, I I had a little, I rented out a house and I threw house parties and it was fucking awesome. And he came to my party and it was, this this is the last time I saw him alive. Also, I was the last person to see him alive. He was at my party. It was super fun. There was tons of girls there, you know, like it was, it was a great time. He was one of the last people to leave. And he was like, oh shit, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get home and stuff. Like in no way to me, did he appear as though he was even sad or had anything on his mind. He was just like, yo, thanks for like inviting me, man. I'm gonna get out of here. It's getting late. And I was like, word, man, you know, uh, I'll let you know next time I throw a party, man. It's always good to see you. And that was it that, you know, he had a gun at home he went home Shit. and he shot himself with it. And that, cause it's so it's right I, there. I mean, and I don't know what he was going through, man. I, I definitely don't, but you know, that, and I don't know where I'm going with that. Cause I don't have a point and I don't well, have an agenda. My, that's just my own, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a dangerous object to have in your home. It's I understand that, you know, and, and sort of what I wanted to say with this is there's cases where, um, you know, again, this is, a, I think it was a radio lab episode where they talked about, anyway, there's this pill. I don't want to even mention the name, but it's an over the counter thing. And if you have like, you go to Costco and BJ's, you can get like, you know, 500, you know, pills of it, like a big thing. And there's all these message boards that figured out a way to, you know, commit suicide with it. You know, like if you did okay. something, you know, like if you, so like if you put 500 pills in a, in a if you just take that bottle, dump it in a, I don't know what blender and then add in another thing, another 500 pills of it, you know, of something else you you commit, you kill yourself, you know? And, um, the company that was dealing, I I don't want to mention names, right. But the company that was dealing with this, they said, shit. And this was in California. I think they said, shit, you know, we noticed that people are committing suicides by taking our two products and combining, but they really have to combine a lot. So they said, well, they go to these, wholesale places right and they buy a whole and they're like well how do we do we have to we have to cut out the wholesale you know we have to sell them only in small packages and then somebody said no let's let's do this let's just take instead of putting in a bottle like you know let's put them in blister packs you know those little you know the little individual and they did that they still because our our customers want value you know it was like one you know we're not going to change our whole model for less than 1%. Our customers want to buy these big packs for the whole family for the whole year, you know, Yeah. whatever. So by putting these two products in blister packs, this, the number, get this, the next year, the number of suicides went down and it not only went, it went down to almost exactly the amount of people that were committing suicide by that method. So you had all the time take, to sit there and th- every time you had to pop a pill out of the fucking exactly. blister pack, you had one more second to think about what you were doing. And exactly. it's when you do something like that, like that's, that's like methodical. 
that's the difference between uh, a crime of passion or, you know, like, yeah. like if you, if, with road rage, you know, if, if you were in a car and some guy on a bicycle, you, you don't like what he's doing. And then he comes over to your window and says, Hey, fuck you. And then you shoot me, you know, you didn't premeditate my death. It just was very easy to kill me. Cause you already had your gun in your hand. Uh, yeah. So, but the so thing the is, you know, is, but if you're like a person, if you, if you hunt cyclists, very very unlikely scenario that there's a person out there just hunting people on bicycles to kill with their gun i don't know if that if i got no kind of it, off the it track makes, but i mean what, what what we're talking about here is that these are um you know it could be spontaneous and i think my point is anybody you know we should all remember that that you know let it pass let that feeling pass you'll be you'll be better you know, there's, there's always hope. Things will always pass. Don't, you know, if, if, if it's a button that you can push and it'll destroy your life forever or kill you, that's a terrible thing to have. It's a terrible, whether it's a gun, whether it's, you know, whatever, news. And that is, that's yeah. the ultimate, the, you know, because I saw some, sh- I, and I hate to give this dumb bitch any fucking extra media, man. Uh, but, because uh, well, I feel like everybody does. Margie Taylor Green goes out she does something just fucking absurd and then it and she's like and i just triggered the motherfucking libs and i'm just like no you didn't yeah but the only reason i bring her up is simply because of the current argument for the ar-15 as a hunting uh as a tool for hunting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she she came up with this video and she's out and she's like in a fucking jeep with an ar-15 and she's like out here with my favorite hunting rifle and you know we got all these and the thing is that you know there's people that, that are rational and there's people that are soldiers you know that, that have you know used these weapons in war and they're like you would never ever if you're trying to hunt for meat an ar-15 would be yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of the most ridiculous weapons yeah. to fucking hunt for meat for it would obliterate the animal you're gonna bring home any meat like exactly so I don't know. it doesn't look i look it doesn't we've had hunting other countries have hunting it's not about the hunt and it, there is a sort of thing again there's a this is another thing that when, when I get in, in, engaged with, with people who uh, argue pro gun, this is they, they sort of this is difficult for people to understand. I mean, it's difficult for people to I think accept. When you have you know that theory of um, that, that saying, if you have a hammer in your hand, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. You know, and there's people who are drawn to buying AR-15. Now, not everybody who owns an AR-15 is going to end up being a shooter you know, for sure, vast majority are responsible gun owners, you know, fine. But the people who end up, the, the, they sent that gun tends to attract those idiots. Yeah. Now, why is that? I don't know if you, if you, if I put you in a minivan and then I put you in a, in a, in a Ferrari, you're going to drive different. It's the same person <laughs> yeah, with a different dude. tool. You yeah. know what I mean? Same person, same foot, different tool. You know, it's just, it changed the, that's I don't think people like to accept, especially gun people, because a lot of gun people take pride in their control over this weapon, in their self-control. They actually really, yeah. and, you know, on one level, you got to hand it to them. Yes, it takes a lot of discipline and self-control. If you tell them that really the hum, human brain is, is in a such a way that, you know, the, the tool, the inanimate object you're holding can affect you. It's not all your willpower. It has something to do with your surroundings, what you have in your hand. They find that offense. I get that they find that offense. And yeah. I get that you're maybe the most responsible gun, but a lot of people can't handle that. A lot of people can't, that allure, the temptation, 
the violence that the people, a lot of people are into that um, and they can't resist the temptation of it. So it's, it's a difficult thing for them to, you know, like, yeah, you, I don't like motorcycles. I know I'm a dick for not like, you know, I, I, yeah. I think they're fun. I've ridden them. I love, you know, but when I'm in my car and I see them on the fucking highway, I'm terrified because, you know, what if they fall? What if I, you know, all they, you gotta, all you gotta do is graze one by accident. Do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. a, it's a tragedy. So for my own selfish reasons, I don't like them, but people, I get, you know, we live in a, that's a thing, not only here, but everywhere in the world, people have motorcycles. Are they the safest thing? No. Do a lot of people die with them? Yeah. I mean, do you own a motorcycle? Uh, no, man. But I will say, uh, if I if I had a choice, and I, and I know this is not exactly going to line up with uh, what you're going, but if I had a choice of uh, if I was going to set out regulations, I would increase motorcycles and I would uh, eliminate SUVs almost entirely, unless you could prove. Unless you can prove that your SUV is some kind of work vehicle and you can prove it, absolutely. That it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not a, a, a status symbol. I would take yeah. every SUV off the road and get and replace it with as many uh, mopeds and motorcycles as possible. I think that would, I, am I, that, that might be a solution to more safety. I'm being, I'm being it's more, it's more me, because um, I know people who've died on motorcycles and, and yeah. it's just, especially young men and you know the the testosterone and everything Again, i'm just using them I, I don't i don't mean it seriously but i'm just using them as a sort of comparison to to guns you know like yeah. it's it's this thing that exists in our society that's dangerous it's dangerous on multiple levels and you know you need to be careful with it so maybe maybe you know have motorcycles i think sam harris says that like gun having a license for a gun should be like on the level of pilot's license like you get constantly <laughs> Like he wants, he wants people constantly re reevaluated, you know, like everything. And, you know, even like financially, are you okay? You know, all kinds of stuff in order yeah. every year in order for you to continue owning a gun that may be extreme. It's probably never going to get there, but he, you know, I have a feeling that the only hope that we have towards guns is a consumer value kind of hope It's convincing people not to get it as a consumer choice not you're not going to get the government's freaking it's the it's the fucking weapons industry they can always yeah. lobby they're never gonna you know the only thing you can do is convince people make it uncool like yeah. i always had a feeling if you allow the sale of ar-50 or any gun ever but they all have to be pink yeah yeah they can't be like they camouflaged yeah they have to all be pink they have to be some girl you know have to have tassels like a girl's bicycle you know, some people, people wouldn't buy them as much. They just wouldn't be this cool. I mean, do you, you do have to admit, man, a lot of aesthetic design goes into these, uh, these, uh, rifles. Like they don't have to look that cool. Yeah, I know they, they, they try to make them, you know, exactly. They try to make them, um, they try to make them look as cool as possible. And, uh, what are, are just ingrained in it too. And then, and now it's become like, I always think that the shooter stuff, it's almost like a, a meme that keeps repeating itself in society. Yeah, well, I mean, like you were saying with The Onion, dude, The Onion, every single time they do it, they release the same story. I don't know when they originally wrote it. And it says, uh, uh, tragedy, hap uh, tra tra uh, unavoidable tragedy happens that only occurs here. Nothing can be done about it. And yeah. they, run it for, <laughs> they run it after every shooting. Uh, 
but I was yeah. gonna say something just recently. Just it was there's a weird Venn diagram for me, man, with where I feel like there's a lot of people on the extreme far right that are like armed to the teeth, like with like you know they have like they have enough guns to arm like a platoon for just one man, mm-hmm. and then there's like me and it's like you know i've got like i've got my knives and fucking weapons and shit and i do a little bit of martial arts and shit you know i'm, I'm not you know but i'm not dude i'm not jason Bourne. these are just hobbies you know yeah nobody's jason but uh, Bourne. there's a there's a venn diagram yeah i know nobody is jason Bourne. i've been thinking about that a lot <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh there's like this venn diagram where i there are things in media that those dudes love that i am also just i love it i love too like there's this stupid fucking show I've been watching on Amazon. I shouldn't say stupid fucking show because I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's like Chris Pratt. He's a fucking uh, he's a Navy SEAL who's been like betrayed by the Navy brass, and now okay. he's like a lone wolf uh, Navy SEAL who's like he's like fighting the FBI, killing like corporate CEOs, killing like admirals, all the shit. And I'm watching it, and I'm like yeah this is awesome you know but like his his home is literally like he opens a safe he's got like 16 ar-15s and like you know ak-47s and and but the thing is i'm watching this and i'm like man this is maga shit at the same time you know um there's some dude that like if i knew him i would be like oh man this guy's a problem who's watching it and just with a boner like this is (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it it, it enticed them there's there's this thing where um there's this thing where uh, I think Bill Maher, Bill Maher did it a couple of weeks ago and it's like uh, new rules. Uh, we said Hollywood does cast some blame on this. I mean, the, the glorification of the gun. I mean, if you ever, if you look at the way people get shot, even in a, even in a high value, you know, like normal Hollywood movie, not like some yeah. Jason, you know, even, even in like a more serious Hollywood movie, when you see people get shot, it is nothing like what people look like when they get shot. First of all, you know, when Jason Moore goes in and shoots 20 people, whatever, they die immediately. You know, yeah. they just, that, that's not how, you know, if he sh- goes in a room and shoots five people, there's going to be just crying five people for the next five minutes in that room. Yeah, those are not all kill shots. <laughs> and even if they are, even if you shoot a guy in the head, sometimes there's a lot, you know, it's just, but the pain of that, you understand like that, that's a consequence of, of the action. And that's not fun to watch, you know. Yeah. So the Hollywood's constantly giving us just the release of yeah, it's fun to boom, 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 shoot people, and then you're not seeing the consequences of it. So it does it does hold a lot of responsibility for prop, propagating gun culture because these idiots don't realize what it's like. You know, it's, they don't realize what the aftermath is like. What the you know what? And a lot of sometimes people get shot. They don't realize they get shot. They're like, holy shit, did I get shot. You know, it's. It's a, it's not a, it's not like what it appears like in the movie. You know, and and, uh, and I know like it wouldn't make a fun movie to show the like the person who was shot and then what their life has become uh, in the recovery. You know, after you know, but I, you know, I, I have a few friends that have been shot. I got uh, one guy in particular in my mind. Like he, I have a few friends that have been shot on accident. I got one friend that shot uh, definitely on purpose in a robbery situation, mm-hmm. and. The, you know what's so fucked up man is like you know his life is like forever changed because he's got you know his uh physical terrible. disabilities now sure so sure it's terrible like, I mean, it's, it's, nobody it wasn't was like huge. cool like uh what are those things those uh i can never, I never think of the those little blood packets that explode on accident. oh yeah 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 yeah. 
it, it doesn't look yeah it doesn't it even in hollywood you'll even see you know inserts in movies you know like clips from movies where the guy gets shot and then has a conversation like that like yeah. <laughs> it's not like people <laughs> hurt they're, they're bleeding it's it's a terrible situation it, on so many it's not fun and it's dull it's just a ter- oh god we got to deal with this you know i have a friend who uh is a doctor she was a doctor in the states and in new york sorry and then she went to uh, i think actually she may have george washington university nashville uh we have vanderbilt that- university would be like a medical center here Maybe she was in that. She went to a state in the, I can't remember where, maybe Tennessee. I think George Washington's and in uh, Virginia, right? Maybe. That makes sense. Anyway, she was in a, in, a, in a state not on the, you know, in the middle where there's guns. Yeah. And no, Virginia you, you was in the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, this was like maybe a couple of years ago. And she said something like five, six years ago. Then I saw her again when she came to New York and she, we talked about like, she said, you have no idea. You keep on hearing about gun deaths in the States. But so many people get wounded with guns and just they wound themselves. Yeah. There are people who shoot themselves by accident. I have two friends who shot themselves by accident. Yeah. And that's you. You're not, you're not, you're not compiling statistics. That's just you randomly. No, she goes, we have so many cases at the hospital where people could show up. It's usually in the leg or, you know, in the hand or something. Yeah. Where just it's accident. And sometimes they don't want to admit it. And then they're kind of like, well, yeah, you know, I was walking. And then eventually they're like, well, we got to call the cop. Somebody shot you. Yeah. We have to call the cops. But there it begs the question, you know, and then they come clean. I, I should they call the cops even if you shoot yourself by accident? Isn't that a safety violation? Isn't, you know, if you're shooting yourself, should you really be handling? I mean, think about that. Like, the, should you, what if you shot somebody else? Yeah. You know, or the, the, you shoot a gun in your in your condo, it goes through the freaking wall, it hit, kills somebody in the next apartment. These things happen daily. And, you know, it's not a cool story. Nobody likes to say, oh, I was cleaning my gun out and I shot myself. You know, especially the gun people. They don't like hearing that shit. And it yeah. happens daily. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, well, guys, you heard it here first. Me and Sasha just solved... We guns. solve guns. <laughs> hey, Sasha, man, I gotta tell you something, them. dude. I gotta tell you something yeah. crazy, dude. We are dangerously close to the lightning oh. round. Go for it. So, uh, let me explain to you how the lightning round works, man. I'm gonna ask you some questions, uh, yeah, really fast. And basically, dude, like, uh, no time to think. You just gotta like okay. gut reaction, answer whatever whatever okay. you think's like it's gonna be. So I know that's tough, and especially puts you, you know, it can put All you right. in a tight spot because some of these questions, you know, it's gonna be like shit what's my answer so mm. but man i believe that you're a dude that can think on your feet and you're ready to fucking rock and roll well, so try to do it let's go okay uh yo have you did do you even see stranger things because that's gonna help a lot for this to work i saw everything until the last i just watched one episode of the last season okay do you know the new monsters named vecna i've heard it's named Vecna, and, and, and like he can possess you and the only thing that can like save you is your favorite song Oh, wow. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, now you know that. So that's all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> all right, dude. You're a character on Stranger Things, and Vecna has just possessed you. What song do I have to put on your headphones to keep you from getting sucked into the upside down? Uh, I guess the Beatles, A Day in the Life. All right, dude. Now I know, just in case Vecna is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's several. I think, I think that one works the best. Or a Jumbo by Underworld, if you want to 
not be not go so old on the on the references. So Jumbo from Underworld. Okay. I feel like I'd be embarrassed to tell my friends what song to put on. I'd be like, oh, what man, is what? it? No, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying if I was like, dude, you got to put in uh, Into the Groove by Madonna, bro. It's the only thing that's going to suck me back. From back <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, you know what? Is possession, the embarrassment of that would be, maybe possession isn't so bad. Maybe yeah, I just r- ride through being possessed by Wagner. Well, also, my favorite song changes, like, because the thing is, like, I'll, I'll get obsessed with a song, and I'll be like, for a week, and then every time I get in my car, it's the first thing I do. I put that shit on, I'll, and I'll listen to it maybe two or three times before I decide to listen to something else. And, yeah. and after that week, I am just disgusted by that song because of what I've done. Like just, like <laughs> yeah, just, I do that too. I over listen to it and I just can't listen to it after a while. It's, it's not good. That's not a good move. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the next question, man. I am actually uh, super curious to hear uh, what your opinion is on this because this is like, everyone's got their own uh and, yeah. and mine is kind of like i feel like maybe not as uh mainstream as it maybe once was but whatever uh greatest flexes in movie history so for me i would have to say like in cape fear when robert de niro goes in the movie theater smoking a cigar and he's like laughing as loud as he can and it's all just to like ruin the f- fucking film for the lawyer and his family uh, I would say that's like in the top 10 movie flexes, you know, when he's just like yeah. just blowing cigar smoke, just flexing that he can just ruin their movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. For you, man, like uh, in, in cinema, man, what's a flex that stands All out right. to you like top I, 10? I, this is a terrible, it's a te- nobody should ever do this, uh, but it's a terrible, but it's a flex. Um, in uh, Apocalypse Now, when they go surfing, you know, when they hear about the yeah, <laughs> six, dude. six foot peak. Yeah. <laughs> and they just blow up a village just to go surfing. I mean, it's I, like that's Charlie's peak, man. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie don't surf. That's a, that's a flex. I mean, that, unfortunately that, there's, that had some reality connected to it, but um, the, 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 is it Robert Duvall? Who's the Colonel. The, yeah. The, Robert the Duvall Kilgore? is the, is the uh, head of the uh, air cavalry. Yeah. Kilgore. Yeah. So he, his whole thing there, when he's a flex, like, you know, I'll get you a case of beer for that one. And then he's like on the beach, takes a shot. I'm not afraid to surf this beach. You know, he takes his shirt off. Yeah. There's, there's mortar fire going off. Everybody's like crouching and he's just like, what the hell is that? You know, like it, there's a whole, uh, the, that Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now, that's, that's I, again, yeah. and there's an element, you know, the best part is like sort of at the end of Robert Duvall's part, the narrator, you know, says, you know, you just knew, he wasn't going to come off with even a scratch in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you just knew he's, he's going to get through the war. He's going to be fine. <laughs> no PTSD, <laughs> not, no injury, no purple, nothing. Just, I was just thinking that too when you were, when you were bringing him up because like, yeah, Robert Duvall's character is just a fucking like nonstop flex. Like everything, about wearing that fucking cowboy hat or whatever, that, yeah. you know, that cavalry, you know, everything, you know, the way he walks, the way he talks to people, the fucking smelling made palm in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. and he has a, he has a whole thing he created a, you know it's almost like a way to escape you know terror it's like you you gamified this you know he almost created a whole alternate reality they're making stakes they're it, it seemed like fun like it, he made yeah. he made the whole war seem like there's one scene it's it, I, I i love apocalypse now but there's one scene where you know after the the battle in the village is, is done or something there's one soldier just sitting on like a, a you know, like a, a rock, just kind of with his head down, like a U.S. soldier, and he's walking around, going, he slaps him kind of on the on the back, and I go, cheer up, son, yeah. <laughs> cheer up, <laughs> just, cheer up. 
Yeah, like, there's just bodies strewn everywhere. And, and, and in that, and in that scene, like uh, one of the villagers, like gets a grenade into one of their helicopters and yeah, yeah, blows yeah. it up. The Marines are on fire. I mean, these yeah. are these are like their closest friends. You know, he's yeah. just like, and he's just, you're up, son, up. go surf. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. What are you talking about, man? And then there's there's that scene where he's like trying to give water to a VC. Like there's an enemy soldier that's the guy that's like guts, you know, hanging oh, out. Yeah. And, and he's like, anybody who's willing to fight, you know, he has this weird morality to the whole thing. Like, he yeah. respects anyone, that, anyone you know? who's willing to try and put his own guts back in his stomach could drink from my canteen. Yeah, he's got this whole, you know, world that he lives. In. I think that's a flex. Yeah, you know. yeah, I think my, my favorite quote from that entire movie, though, is it's not exactly a flex, but it's like, it's boisterous. Is uh, It's a uh, chef when they finally arrive at uh, Marlon Brando's compound. And at this point, mm-hmm. uh, there's only a c- couple of them left. There's a uh, chef, uh, the, the surfer kid and uh, Michael Douglas. And uh, he's like, he's like, man, like, you know, you, you can get out if you if you want or whatever. And he goes, he goes, man, I ain't afraid of all these fucking skulls and altars and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually uh, sampled by the band Ministry, which I, li- oh, I, had, I, I started that. listening to that band before I had ever even seen the movie Apocalypse Now. So when I first saw that scene, I was like, mind fucking blown. <laughs> right, this, yeah. this lightning round needs to get lightning. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, fuck, speaking of flex, dude. Uh, all right. You're in yoga class and you can tell you have a very loud fart on deck. Do you hold the fart to be a gentleman or let it out as a show of dominance? Wow. Um, I, I hold it in just cause you know, I don't find it dominating to, to fart and like, that's, <laughs> I have a feeling, dude, you know what that is? That's a thing for, I don't know if you, if you just sort of noticed I've been meaning to do a sort of joke about it. All right, you know how George Clooney and Johnny Depp and there's all these like actors that are well known for doing little pranks on, you know, like Johnny Depp or Johnny Depp was like, he'd be had a scene where he's kissing a girl in the in the movie, right? And he'd fart. I and then everybody that. would giggle. Oh, like, yeah, I remember hearing some stuff like that. Or he like, he'd do like gross little things to kind of, lighten the mood or whatever this is years ago and george clooney also had kind of does these pranks that you know on set to kind of make everybody relaxed and just bond with people yeah that's that's only if you're good looking yep that that kind of shit if you look like johnny depp or george clooney people find that cute nobody's gonna if i fart in yoga class nobody's gonna look at me and really he really showed us. <laughs> He's just going to see me as disgusting. <laughs> like, no, see, which yeah, is like, true. George Clooney's in a like kiss scene. He like just makes out with like this, uh, you know, whoever his counterpart actress is. And then he's like, yo, I just gave you oral herpes. Like at an open yeah, store. Like, oh, She's George. like, oh, George. <laughs> I, I'd love to get your herpes. You know, like it's, it's, it's all, the, the, you know. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't make sense for me. I'd hold it in. All right, man. This one's uh, you know, this is we we've been talking about uh, personal freedoms here in the U.S. What I, sh- you know, what we should or shouldn't be allowed to do, regulations, all that. Uh, so this is a, this is a true or false question, uh, and you tell me, you know, true or false if this is uh, what how it should be. Um, you know, this is uh, this happened to me. Uh, I I just I had fucking gnarly covid dude i was in bed for fucking weeks Ooh. it was really bad it was recently i uh, caught on i caught, caught on a fucking airplane so i just caught uh, a respiratory illness 
on an airplane recently. You know, it was pretty, I mean, it got me very sick. I'm still, I still cough every day. It's been weeks. Uh, wow. This should give me the right to supersede federal regulations and smoke cigarettes on planes whenever I want. True or false? The fact that you had a respiratory illness, it should give you the right to, to smoke cigarettes on a plane? Well, isn't the, isn't the argument against smoking on a plane is that it causes people to have respiratory illnesses? So if you have one already, you can? I mean, they already got, they gave me a respiratory illness and I oh. can't smoke. Okay. But if, if it's just the smoke, all right. If it's just you and the person who specifically gave you a respiratory illness, and if it was on purpose, like if he knew coming in, I'm, I have COVID, I don't give a shit. If the guy next to me catches it, you catch it. And then you take the next flight, just the two of you, you can light up a cigarette. Yes. You know, because yeah, you didn't give a shit about me. I don't give a shit about you yet, but you're not, you know, you don't have the seating arrangement of the next flight. So. All right. There yeah. are babies on planes too. Yeah, yeah, there should be. Uh, All right, you know what? Fine. Uh, no smoking, FAA regulations. Sorry. You win again. <laughs> Maybe awesome, man. I got, I got, I got one last question to ask you. And this is sure, sure. This is so much more important than all these lightning round questions, man. And this is, uh, dude. Where can people find you? Okay. Check out. Also, yeah. I want to. Say, I, I just want to add a little caveat before you say because I want to say your special uh, artificial ignorance fucking hilarious and i just people you gotta like you gotta go watch it so anyway i'm sorry yeah. i didn't want to interrupt you just wanted to no no my own personal uh, i appreciate it. opinion yeah i appreciate it um so yeah you can see me i mean uh you can follow me on social media sasha serbel you know at, at um on instagram same thing on twitter same thing on facebook uh, s-a-s-h-a-s-r-b-u-l-j uh, you can catch my special on YouTube. I have a YouTube page. I post a lot of clips there. I post a lot of clips on TikTok and Instagram, just stuff I'm working through. Um, yeah. And I'll be, you know, I'm performing at City Winery on the 29th at 10 p.m. Uh, in New York. In D.C., I'm performing City Winery, I think, on the 13th. I have a show in Stanford, Connecticut, uh, Dinner's Ready, which I'm, I think I'm headlining on the 11th of August. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going. And you can catch me, see, look up my webpage and where I'm, uh, you know, where I'm performing. So that's my side. 